Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining us for this extended conversation around the new series that we just kicked off uh, this past Sunday, yesterday mm -hmm. yeah. at church called Mindset. And we we're so excited about this conversation. We're excited to be diving a little bit deeper into this. And we just want to say right off the bat for, for Lindsay and myself that our heart, our goal for this, our desire for this conversation is to equip you, to help you, to encourage you, to give you some yeah. additional resources because what this series is focusing on, the, the reality of the battle of our mind and mental yeah. health and how do we go from, from struggle to strength in this area, something that all of us deal with, that all of us have to face on a daily basis. And we just know this is a conversation that needs to be had. Mm -hmm. We want to get um, honest and real and vulnerable about some of the areas and struggles in our own lives where we are engaged right now in this moment, yeah. in the battle of the mind, and just things that we've learned, things that have been helpful to us in this journey. And so thanks for listening. Thanks for giving us a little bit of your time. And over the next few minutes, we're going to dive into a couple things that I talked about yesterday in the sermon. Specifically, we want to focus on that that passage in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 5, where it talks about strongholds. Um, what does it mean to take thoughts captive? Yeah. Um, how do lies affect us? Mm -hmm. How do we live in the truth? Um, you know, sweetheart, one of the things I was thinking about was just this is a journey. Yeah. <laughs> and we want to encourage you if you're listening, if you were at church yesterday or you're listening for the first time, you might feel like you've hit a wall. You mm -hmm. are at the end of your rope. You you might feel like, gosh, I I can't go another step. I've reached the end of this journey or I'll always be stuck in this area or in this way. And we just want to say to you specifically, God is not done with you. Yeah. Your story's not over. That's right. And I believe by just the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God yes. that as you begin to engage in the battle of the mind, you're going to find victory. And that's our prayer for you. That's our hope for you. Right. And so um, we're excited to have this conversation and we're excited to go a little deeper into this. But why don't we start with the passage and then yeah. we'll dive into some of the, the things that we really took away from that. And we'll uh, we'll let it go from there. Sounds great. Okay, let's do it. Okay. You want to read it for us, and then we can, yes. we can jump into it. Yes. So, Second okay. um, Corinthians uh, chapter ten, verse three, it says, "For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Yeah, we destroy arguments and." every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. What a powerful verse and what a powerful passage. And, um, you know, it's so crazy because we were talking yesterday about how important it was for us to think about what we think about. Yeah. That was one of your main points. You said, we have to take audit of our thoughts. We have to take audit of the things that we are thinking on that are raising themselves up against the knowledge yeah. of God or the truth of God. And so we yeah. said one of those things is oftentimes the strongholds or the things that are raising themselves up against the knowledge of God are lies. Yeah, They're simply lies. They're things that the enemy wants us to believe about ourselves that's not true. 
Yeah. And something you said yesterday, I think a lot of people resonated with this, but you said a lie believed as truth will affect your life as if it were true. A lie believed as truth will affect your life as if it were true. And I've seen this play out in my own life. I have seen this uh, practically affect my life where I have um, believed a lie about myself or about others. And it is completely controlled either the way I act with other people yeah. or I act with myself or I treat myself. And, you know, I, we were talking yeah. last night in the living room and I just remember a couple, well, maybe about 10 years ago, 15, almost 13 years ago. It was during our engagement, really leading up into our marriage uh, and before we had Lily Hope, before yes. we had our first child. And so- Yes. And it was it was crazy because I was telling him um, how this uh, phrase I saw play out in my own life where growing up, I believed a lie that my self-worth and my value was based off of my appearance. And I think a lot of women, we struggle with that. We think that our body image or what we look like is where we add value to the world. And, um, it, was something that I think I picked up culturally, but I think also was instilled in me by people around me. And so, um, you know, a couple, I remember in high school into college struggling with an eating disorder for years. And it was something that I would have called a stronghold in my life. Yeah. It was a lie that I believed that had so much power over my life that it actually created self-sabotaging patterns and habits in my own life. And, um, the Lord is so gracious, brought community into my life. Um, I was in a church community and I remember even when we started dating again, you just reinforcing truth in my life, what God's word said about who I was and my value, how I was an image bearer, how I was wonderfully and beautifully made. And um, when I started believing the truth over the lie um, was when I started yeah. finding victory in my life and victory in those patterns and habits. Yeah. And that's such a, that's such a key point in winning the battle of your mind, thinking about what you think about taking a thought mm -hmm. audit and asking yourself, what lies am I believing? There are, there are little lies that yeah. we may all believe on a daily basis, but there are big ones around self-image, self-worth. Yes. Um, if you don't believe you're worthy of love, yes. if if you don't believe that your body fits the the perfect model shape that culture puts mm -hmm. out there, then those lies can end up trapping you, enslaving you in patterns and lifestyles that are destructive to yourself. Yes. To your relationships, to the most important things in your life. And yeah. it reminds me of John chapter eight, one of the passages we looked at yesterday where Jesus says to um, those who were listening to him, to his disciples, to those who were following him, he said, essentially, you will know the truth. Jesus is the source of all truth. Yeah. And in knowing the truth, you will be set free. And he talks about Satan. He talks about spiritual warfare, the enemy of our souls and right. how Satan deals in lies. That's the yes. currency that he deals with because he knows if he can get us to buy into a lie, 
mm-hmm. whatever it may be about our self-worth, our self-image, uh, something that was spoken over us at a very young age and yeah. it just stuck down into the core of who we are. If, if he can get us to believe that mm-hmm. it will impact every area of our lives. Yeah. It'll impact every area of our lives. And friends, we have to remember this. Whatever gets our mind gets our life. Yes. Our life moves in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Yes. And so if you're thinking on a daily basis, self-defeating thoughts, Mm. uh, thoughts of self-hatred, if you're consumed with unforgiveness, I made a joke about the fact that sometimes, you know, after a conflict or a hard conversation, I will rehearse in my mind, gosh, what I wish I would have said, or I'll ruminate on that in such a way that it affects my mood the rest of the day. I'm upset. I'm tense. I'm anxious. I'm angry. I'm frustrated all because of where my thoughts are taking me. Right. The lies that I'm believing or the patterns of thinking, right. You know, that I'm dealing with around that thing. Um, but I think that really hits on this idea of strongholds. Yeah. And all of us deal with strongholds. All of us yes. have different areas of our life where our thoughts have been conditioned or we've had patterns of thinking that affect our lives um, in a million different ways. Mm-hmm. And so, Learning to think about what we think about is a big deal. Often we just sort of follow our thoughts wherever they take us. We're not even aware of what we're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was something we talked about too. Shoot, it was something we yeah. we did this morning. We we have a little home gym in our garage. And this morning <laughs> it was so funny because, you know, New Year, jumping back in. We were trying hard, you guys. Starting to work out, right? And yeah. that first workout back after you've been away for a minute, discouraging, frustrating. Yes. You're not where yeah. you want to be. You're not where you were. Yes. And we both were like, Oh, oh this is horrible. This is awful. Why yes. are we, why are we doing this? And immediately I was like, "Hey, maybe we should practice like taking some of these conversations and thoughts captive and saying, "Hey, we're here. I'm proud of us for being out here. We woke up. We, we woke got up. in here. Maybe it was not what we hoped yeah. it would be, but we got it done. And we started somewhere. Yes. And I think that's the thing about the battle of the mind is we're not going to do it perfectly. We're not going to be able to take every single thought captive, but it is um, being aware of our thoughts, being aware that there is a battle raging. There are things that we are thinking that are destructive to us and our relationships and the people around us. And if we can just begin the battle of the mind, if we can just start this new year saying, I'm going to take a step forward, whether that's showing up to church on Sunday and saying, I'm going to reframe the way I start my week. I'm going to start it in community. I'm going to start it with worship. I'm going to start it in the word. I'm going to listen to uh, the word preached on a Sunday, and I'm going to take some lessons from that and begin my week. Or I'm going to join a group this year, and I'm going to set myself around people who are going to remind me of the truth of God's word and are going to encourage me with the word. I just think if we can be aware of what we're thinking and we can take a step. We're not going to do it perfectly, but if we have somebody in our corner, I, that's why I'm thankful for our marriage because so often I'm a verbal processor. So I verbally process what I'm going through. And I, sometimes I'm like, I just have to say this out loud. I just have to get it out. And, um, and you're so great. Cause I'm like, I don't need him to fix it. You can't fix it. And so oftentimes guys want to fix it. She's right, being ladies? gracious right now. Um, <laughs> sometimes I like, try. I just need to say it. 
I need yeah. to say it somewhere in a safe place where you can then, I can give you freedom to speak into it and say, hey, that's actually not true. Or that's that's something that you're believing that um, is not the reality. Let's try and think about it this way or bring it again. Let's pray about it. I mean, so that's yeah. something that we have been putting into practice is praying for one another when we're struggling with something. Yeah. Um, instead of trying to fix each other and have the answers for each other, we try and pray yeah. and just bring it before God and say, God, we're going to surrender it to you. Uh, one of my words for the year is release. Mm. I want to take every thought and I want to release it into the hands of God. And I want to give him permission to speak the truth over me and let the Holy Spirit um, take that because sometimes our thoughts are really weighty and they weigh us down. And like you said, they affect our mood, they affect our relationships, they affect the way we treat people and treat ourselves. And we weren't meant to carry it. We were not meant to carry it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's so good. And I, you know, I was thinking about strongholds and how these, these really work their ways into our lives. And there are different types. There are different types of strongholds that we can all deal with, right? There are worldview strongholds that we have, um, you know, uh, from one extreme, atheism is a worldview that doesn't believe in the existence mm-hmm. of God down to materialism is a worldview where we look to things to make us happy. I need more stuff to find joy and peace and happiness and life. Worldviews can be a stronghold, right? Um, that you can deal with, but there are also personal strongholds, yeah. right? And I want you, as you as you begin this new year, we're jumping into 21 days of fasting and prayer as a church. As you jump into this new year, I want you to take an audit, not just of what you're thinking about on a daily basis, but maybe some strongholds that you're dealing with. A stronghold can be a pattern of sin. It can be an attitude that you find that rises to the surface quickly. Um, Frustration, anger, impatience can be strongholds in our lives. Worry, anxiety, stress Mm -hmm. can be a stronghold. Um, Seeking the approval of others can be a stronghold. Anything that you make an idol in your life can become a stronghold. Fear, guilt, money, resentment, unforgiveness, insecurity. These These can be strongholds in our minds. And and I want to encourage you with this, to, to tear down a stronghold. God, um, you know, we just read the passage in 2 Corinthians. God has given us divine power mm-hmm. from the Holy Spirit to tear down strongholds. But the only way that you can actually tear down a stronghold is one, be aware of it. name it in your life and begin to recognize the thought patterns that lead you to fear, that lead you into worry, that lead you into resentment and unforgiveness. And as soon as you become aware of it, take it captive, say, no, in Jesus name, I'm not going to go down that road. In fact, I'm going to replace that lie or that, that stronghold with truth, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be. Um, I don't have to fear the future because God is sovereign. He's in control and he knows Mm -hmm. the future and what's ahead of me is for my good, even though it may be difficult, right? Learning to take thoughts captive and to reframe situations and knowing you can't do this on your own. No. Yeah. I need, you you need need the Holy Spirit. You need divine power. Yes. And, um, 
you know, I mentioned a little bit about my race, right? Last year, I, for the very first time in my life, I decided to run an ultra marathon. And I talked about this reality of the second wind. Mm. And that was something that I had never experienced before. It was something I had never, I, you know, I was skeptical of it even happening because I hit the wall. People that I talked to about, you know, who had run races before said, you're Jonathan, you're going to hit a wall in this race and keep going. There will be a second wind. And you were a huge part of encouraging me to keep going when I hit that wall. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think both of us this past year in different ways, man, we've hit the wall multiple times um, with discouragement, with different thought patterns. And the, the phrase that I felt like the Holy Spirit gave to me in preparing for all this was you need a second wind and you need divine power in order to keep going here. And the way that you access that divine power is bring God into it through prayer. Um, talk to somebody else about it. Maybe it's counseling, maybe it's therapy, maybe it's Jeff. I'm sorry, jumping into a small group. Yeah. Um, but do you want to talk into that a little bit? Anything you want to say about that? Yeah, I think that second win reality really um, resonated with a lot of people. Afterwards, we offered, um, you know, for prayer. And there were so many people that came forward and just said, I can't do it anymore. Like, I can't take another step. I need God. And I just am reminded of when Paul was saying, you know, he had a stronghold in his own life and he's, he had the thorn in the flesh. If you're familiar with Paul, I can't remember where it was in scripture, but, um, in that he said, you know, in his weakness, God was made strong in his, his weakness, God was made strong. And I always think of Um, so many times in my own life when I thought I can't take another step. Um, the number one thing that the enemy has used to try and take me out has been discouragement has been to try and remind me of all the ways that I've fallen short, how I'm not going to be able to get better at it. I'm never going to overcome that particular sin or that habit, um, that stronghold. And, um, just using discouragement to try and make me feel or believe that, um, I'm not worried worthy of moving forward or finding freedom or being forgiven or, um, you know, finding the other side of that stronghold. And so I I think knowing that, um, a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. It's not, it's, you're not alone. If you feel that way, that there are a lot of people, um, that, come to those kind of rock bottom moments. And it's just beautiful because the Lord promises us that he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. That was the promise that Jesus gave the disciples when he ascended into heaven. He said, I'll never leave you. I won't forsake you. And I'm going to give you a helper. I'm going to give you the good counselor. And that was the Holy Spirit that he put within us. So when we put our faith in Christ, we now have access to the same power that rose Christ from the dead. We now can tap into and we can say, not in my strength, but in the strength of God, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to find freedom. I'm going to believe that I can break free from this addiction, this stronghold, this way of thinking, this sin pattern, uh, this emotion, these, you know, litany of thoughts. I can find freedom from these things. And so, yeah, I would just encourage you if you find yourself in that place, um, God's not done with your story. He's not done with you yet. He's giving you access to that power. And 
And I found a lot of times that it's through confession when I confess my need for him. And I say, you know, I'm coming to the end of myself. I'm not going to try and do it in my own power. God, I need you. That is sometimes that's all we can pray is God, I need your help. Help me. And he will show up. Yeah. And he will bring people around you and he will encourage you and to keep going. So Um, we want to leave you with this as we kind of wrap things up. Um, I want to encourage you to get this book. It'll be linked in the email, um, Winning the War um, in Your Mind by Craig Rochelle. Really, it's it's focused on the battle of the mind, mm-hmm. learning to think about what you think about. And one of the things that um, Craig touched on at the end of the first or the second chapter that I thought was really helpful, and we want to share that with you also, there'll be a little PDF with these questions. Your assignment, if you will, for this week is to take a thought audit, to think about what you think about. And he offered a few questions that I want to share with you today, if I can find them. They're in here somewhere. Um, and I want you to think about these. They're going to be on this PDF and maybe during a, a time of prayer, some quiet time this week. I want you to go through this thought audit and think about what you think about because it will lead you toward mm-hmm. strongholds that you need to enter into and engage the battle of your mind with taking thoughts captive and just just be encouraged. Yeah. Just becoming aware of your thoughts is the first step towards victory. Yep. Just becoming just becoming aware of what you're thinking about is the first step towards freedom and allowing the Holy Spirit to set you free. So I want you to take these questions. We're going to run with these. This is what we're going to leave you with for the week. Mm-hmm. A thought audit. Think about what you think about. Let's look at these together. Number one, are my thoughts tearing me down or building me up? Am I consumed with worried or anxious thoughts? Mm-hmm. Does my self-talk cause me to shrink back in fear? Do my thoughts cause me to keep people at a distance? Are my unhealthy thoughts keeping me from the life God wants for me? Are my thoughts negative, toxic, or self-deprecating? Does my inner voice tell me that I'm a victim or that life or that my life is hopeless? Do I fantasize about worst case scenarios in the future? Now, if you said yes to one or more of those questions, don't freak out. That just means you're a human on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good to be aware of when those thoughts come and how often you're struggling with those. And now on the flip side, think about this. Do my thoughts build me up? Do I think peaceful thoughts? Does my self-talk inspire me to take risks and move forward in my life? Mm -hmm. Do my thoughts help me to get closer to others and to God? Are my thoughts God-honoring? Do my thoughts reflect my hope in Christ? Do my thoughts equip me to become more like Jesus? So friends, week one, mindset, here we go. It's a new year. I, I just believe deeply that mm-hmm. one of the best things that you can focus on in this year yeah. is thinking about what you think about and how to win the battle of your mind, the war of your mind with the divine power of the Holy Spirit through the grace of God and the gospel. And we are praying for you. Yeah, We are with you. We're in your corner and we're in this together. Anything else you want to add before we close our time together? I would just say... Number one, be aware of your thoughts. And number two, if we want to know how to fight the thoughts, Mm. the lies in our life, we have to be aware of the word of God, the truth 
of the word of God. And yeah. so get yourself in your Bible this week, get your, right. open the scriptures, ask God to meet you. There's so many great Bible reading plans yep. on uh, Version Bible app. Download one of those today and join us next Sunday as we continue this conversation. That's exactly right. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys and we will see you next week.